Welcome to episode 99 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with the crowned prince of customer service, Adam Toporek. <laughs> crowned, past tense. That's a very interesting choice of words there. <laughs> See, you're always looking at <laughs> what's, what's negative about it, and here I am trying to make <laughs> you royalty. The crowned prince. I thought I was already the king of something. <laughs> oh, you might be. You have a lot of titles. We do. You know what? One thing we should go through and collect all of the titles yeah. you me. That would be fun. One day we're going to do that. And next time you go to a conference, you should make ribbons for each one so that it, <laughs> as you get your name tag, you can just add all the ribbons with all your various titles. <laughs> yes, I'm sure those paying the uh, keynote speaking fee would enjoy that costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? While you're waiting on us to collect all my titles, one thing you can be doing <laughs> is checking out audible.com because today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, and soon-to-be hologram player. <laughs> Once again, that well, is audibletrial.com slash customer code, audibletrial.com slash customer code. What's the last uh, book you've downloaded on Audible? Do you know? Oh, jeez. Why do you stump me with these questions? I'm sorry. I can't I'm remember. Sorry. I actually do not remember. But I have a bunch. I do have an Audible thing. I have a lot of Spanish books. So I can work on the Espanol. Ah, nice. That's a good thing to do. Yes. And then I'm trying to think. I feel like it might have been Simon Sinek, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. That's a very good one. How about you, Jeannie? Uh, I just downloaded one today that I'm excited to start called the, I think it's called the Productivity Experiment, where this guy basically took a year and tried out every productivity model that he could find. And he did everything from like, he lived in isolation for seven days. He, uh, you know, gave up his phone for a couple weeks, all these different things. And then he came to the conclusions of what actually works. So I'm excited to listen to that one. I would like to just hear what works when you're done. Yeah, I, I'm just your <laughs> cliff notes, right? Well, I, I know one thing that makes me more productive is getting the answer from you instead of reading the book myself, you see? <laughs> wow. Well done. <laughs> well you. played, sir. <laughs> so what are so, we talking about today, Jeannie? Yeah, I guess we should get to our topic. So do businesses who sell to individual consumers need to worry about customer experience more or less than those who sell to businesses? That's what we're here to talk about today is B2B customer experience really different from B2C customer experience? I feel like this is a trick question. I'm not going to answer. <laughs> well, it comes up a lot. And before we jump in, I think you have something that comes up a lot too, a sponsor message. <laughs> Did you know that you can hire me to speak at your next conference or meeting? My keynote speeches on customer service and customer experience are designed to energize and inspire your audience and to provide actionable takeaways that teams can use immediately to deliver hero-class customer service. Whether to an audience of business leaders or frontline employees, my talks explore how we interact with customers using some of the latest research in customer experience, psychology, and neuroscience. Your audience will be energized, enthused, and ready to take action. Want to wreck your next event? Go to keynotespeaker.rocks. That is keynotespeaker.rocks. <laughs> and if you'd like to rock out by reaching our specialized audience of customer service and customer experience leaders, you can be a sponsor of this show. Just go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for all the details. 
Remember, so, how, uh, remember, how, real quick. Remember how we used to have the hero zero sound? The wah, wah. yeah. We need like a rim shot for some of these jokes. I think. Oh, okay. I think we got to get like. A okay, we should talk to our audio producer. About that. <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> um, if you look at most parts of business, Adam, like sales, like the approach for a company can be, they can be really, really different between B two B and B two C companies, and B two C is all about getting the quantity, as many individuals to buy your product as you possibly can. And B2B is often about getting a handful of companies to sign up for your service. But are they really different as far as the rules of customer experience? What do you think? I'm going to sum it up and we're going to be done. Awesome. Let's drop the mic. Goals are the same. Execution is different. All right. Good. There we go. Thank Hope you. you enjoyed I'm, this I'm episode. here all week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm being glib, but I do mean that. I mean, essentially, the goals are the same. Mm-hmm. Whether whatever your customer is, it is always about creating a relationship and mm-hmm. fostering that relationship and giving delivering value in a way that creates a great experience from beginning to end. Now, how you do that in a B two B environment versus a B two C environment is different. But of course, how you do that across business models and B two C is different. So I yep. think that's sort of contextualized. But yeah, obviously, if you have five clients. And each client is 20% of your business and you have 5 million clients, you know, right. and your biggest client is, you know, a half a percent of your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to change how you approach it because you're going to have teams dedicated to an individual client. You're not going to have that. Right. Right. In, right. in a B2C situation. But um, I think a lot of times we hear things like I hear all the time when I get calls from folks who say, you know, well, we're a B2B company, so we sell to, and they, they talk about the companies, and they say, so customer experience, like I I had one recently where the guy said, customer experience really doesn't apply to us. And, I, and after I, you know, <laughs> had a panic attack, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, ha- we ended up having a very good discussion. But basically, in his mind, he wasn't thinking about the people who buy from him. He was thinking about the companies that they're going into. But the problem is companies are made up of people. And last I checked, the droids are not making the decisions yet. And so I don't know, you need to check some of our earlier podcast episodes. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's getting uh it's getting a little scary. Um not yet at least. They might be they ne- they might actually be executing part of the customer experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they're not the ones deciding on the strategy and things like that. So I think that when it comes down to it, uh, it's not as different as some folks make it seem. I think at the end of the day, it is about relationships and it's about using those touch points that we have in any customer journey to reinforce the positive relationships, to look for ways to provide those moments of delight and to look for how can we overcome the challenges and the obstacles that you know every organization has. Well, absolutely. And obviously, there's humans making the decision. There's always this human component, no matter what it is. But I do think the execution is they, the people that say things like that, I'm generalizing here. Mm-hmm. I think they tend to look at the execution as so process based and not person based. Mm-hmm. And maybe the salespeople understand, but you know, when you're talking about B2C versus B2B, in B2C, you may have a sales cycle that is 30 seconds. Right. Right. And, you know, you may have in some B2B, you may have a sales cycle that is 30 months. Yeah. And and that affects how you approach the customer experience and it affects how you approach retention. 
I remember talking to a uh, company that, oh God, they did like really large scale equipment. And they, you know, their reps, one of the things they were concerned about was how do we deliver customer experience through these reps in the field? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what happens when they leave and that relationship's not there? And a lot, of, you know, a lot of times these reps are holding us hostage because they have the relationship. So they were actually looking at a different set of customer experience challenges. They understood that there were relationships involved. They were concerned that the relationships were not with them. Mm. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, that so happens. That, so that's that a di- happens. that's a different challenge. I mean, B two C has that certainly in some cases. You know, maybe mm-hmm. a hairstylist or something like that. But that depth that you know that's a different structural challenge that can be very important in B two B. Well, another thing that got me thinking about this was there was a study that came out that basically said B two B cannot afford to have service failures. B2C, if you lose a customer, yes, that has an impact. If they tell their friends, et cetera, et cetera, we talk about that all the time. It absolutely has an impact. But, you know, if an ad agency loses a big marquee client, many, many people lose their jobs in that ad agency because there just aren't enough jobs to go around. In one example from this report, actually, they talked about, like, if if it's a retail bank – if you lose a consumer, an individual consumer, they might have a savings account worth $5,000. But for a B2B supplier, losing one customer can result in basically a huge chunk of the income. So the fact that many B2B organizations don't take the time to figure out their ideal customer experience and how to deliver it consistently and how to stay on top of it, you know, understanding what to measure and all those things that we've talked about – that's concerning to me because they're missing not only the goodwill and all of those things, but they're missing, this is a serious point of revenue. <laughs> this could t- make or break an organization if they have a serious service failure in a B2B organization. Well, that's a great point because it's how they approach that customer relationship and using that customer relation, viewing it as the customer experience and the customer journey and viewing it the same way we always talk about. Because there are some cases where customer experience really doesn't even matter in this situation Mm -hmm. occurs. For instance, the classic case is you get the Walmart account. Congratulations. You may Mm -hmm. be out of business if they ever cancel it. Right. I mean, and there's a whole, it's not against Walmart uh, per se, because this is just how big they are. You have to do everything through Walmart's purchasing and their mm-hmm. systems. You have to change your entire business to handle that account. You have to scale up for that account. And if it goes away, if you don't sell through or whatever mm-hmm. other reason they choose, they find something cheaper. Uh, I mean, they've actually bankrupted companies. I, w- I shouldn't say yeah. they bankrupted companies. Uh, companies have been bankrupted as a result of that one big mm-hmm. thing. And that wasn't necessarily about customer experience in most of those cases, as much as supply, demand, sell through, all that type of stuff. But the thing is, it could have been, and it could, it mm-hmm. probably was in certain cases where you've got to say, I've got this great customer, and it's not just about price. It's not just about making mm-hmm. sure everything's there on time. It's about all of the things we teach and the communication and the checking in and the mm-hmm. follow-up and all of those things. And I think one thing about B2B organizations, and this is obviously an extremely broad brush, mm-hmm. is they're very sales cycle focused and not customer cycle focused. Yes. And that's been consistent for a long, long, long time. And the the other part of the study that I mentioned was that they found that B2B companies – 
they do a poor job in general of handling and resolving customer problems. So that goes against their best interest. <laughs> um, but because if you can solve a problem, as we've talked about again, you can actually increase loyalty. You can you can establish a better relationship long term by by saying you're sorry and handling a problem as it arises. If you let it go and it becomes something bigger, then you know your business walks away and they are not ever willing to work with you again, even if they get different people involved and all of those things. So I think it's just something that B2B often doesn't think about in the right framework for what it means for their business. And they feel like, to your point, they feel like it's a long-term initiative that they don't have time for because their short-term goals are their sales quotas or their quarterly reports or, you know, they have very short-sighted goals. And by looking to, to what can this do for us long-term, you're asking them to invest a lot of time and energy and effort into something that may not serve them short-term. And if that's what drives the business, that's a hard argument to make. That is a great point, and I think we should end here on a positive note, which is to say this. We've been sort of talking about B2B companies not doing this and not doing that. Let me tell you, I've worked with a lot of great B2B companies that have been vendors or suppliers mm -hmm. for me that have not been like this. So while we're using a very broad brush, there are some companies that really get it really do a great job. And actually, I think some of the leaders you'll find are like SAAS companies, companies that do mm -hmm. software as a service that have oh. some amazing uh, customer experience. Yes, I will underline that. And I've worked with some of them as well. Um, and I think that the, the companies who get this, they do it really, really well. And it's just unfortunate that a lot of them don't get it, I think. Well, on that very happy note, I tried to end, I tried to end happy. I really did. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm always happy. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 99 of Crack the Customer Code. Can you believe it, Jeannie? Our next episode is 100. That is crazy. This crazy. Is like, whoa. Triple digits. It's, it's really exciting, though. I can't wait to share that episode with our listeners. It's going to be like Y2K. Do we have room for the extra digit? <laughs> I don't know. We better, we better go to the bunkers. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you all for listening, and thank you for making it this far. I'm sure we have a special episode ready for you next time. Until then, you can check out our show notes and subscribe at crackthecustomercode.com. And I'm Jeannie Walters. Sign up for customer experience webinars at cxwebinar.com and connect with me at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Tork. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, Jeannie, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.